Little Ones, the Sleep Manual Podcast. Welcome to the Little Ones Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm here with Nikki. Hi. My Little Ones co-founder and fellow sleep expert. At Little Ones, we have helped over 300,000 families around the world with their baby and toddler sleep. So if you need a hand, make sure you visit us at www.littleones.co or download our app from the app stores. On our podcast today, we are going to discuss why naps are so, so important for your little one. Yeah, we sure are because naps are super important and actually... I don't think people realize quite how much naps have the ability to totally make or destroy a good night's sleep. It's just fully underrated and sometimes I think it's swept under the carpet a little bit um, in terms of looking to improve someone's child's sleep. They just People don't realize how important naps are. Um, so today we're going to be looking at... Um, of course, the, the physical and neurological benefits of naps, like why do babies need naps? Then we're going to look at how naps massively affect night sleep, which is a big one for us. We talk about this a lot and we'll explain why. We'll look at some nap strategies and sort of what your nap schedule should look like for your other one. And then hopefully by the end of this episode, you have some really good tools to take away uh, to get your little one napping perfectly yeah perfect um I think yeah like Nikki said naps are just so important for babies to just I think we don't actually realize how much naps affect the nighttime sleep so mm-hmm. let's well, we have realize a, look. a lot of people yeah we do realize. yeah <laughs> yeah um so let's have a look first of all at the physical and the neurological mm. benefits for naps uh, of naps and for babies uh, so the importance yeah. of maybe Nikki, you want to talk about this one? Yeah. So I mean, we we know naps are important, but I don't think people realise precisely why in a development sense. So remembering, of course, that our babies are developing at such an incredibly rapid rate, and you see this in their physical growth, right? Like the the them physically growing and all of these incredible. Um, milestones that they achieve like rolling and sitting and standing and walking and language and um, being able to grab toys and physical coordination all of these incredible very obvious skills um, are evidence of how much our little ones are changing and growing very very rapidly it is the biggest period of growth in our in our lives Lives. Um, and naps are incredibly important to help facilitate all that growth and development because as well as the the physical very obvious development there's a whole lot of stuff that happens inside your child's brain um, and also in their body which napping well is helping you know building and strengthening things like um, memory consolidation which is really important because your little one is learning every single second that they're awake during the day things that they're seeing things that they're hearing and experiencing and and touching these need to be consolidated um, and stored in their memory and this happens when they're sleeping their brain is developing their emotions are regulating there's neurons firing and connecting all over the place and this really the the biggest chance they have of this happening is when they're asleep because when they're awake is when they're sort of taking all this stuff in and then it has to be consolidated and and short-term memory is transferred to long-term memory while they're asleep so quite aside from 
that incredible stuff. There's there's some sort of, I mean, simpler things too. Like like napping obviously has a massive impact on your little one's mood. So their behavior, their temperament. Yeah. We all know when our babies and our toddlers don't sleep, then they are oh, grumpy. Yeah. And nobody <laughs> wants a unnecessarily grumpy baby or toddler. So, I mean, for nothing else, naps are really important to your little one just to avoid I, that. I think it's quite hard to tell too with a baby when they are grumpy because they, they just cry, right? Like they mm. don't, they're not like a, to, a toddler that has a tantrum. So you can see yes. that difference um, in toddlers quite easily. But in a baby, they're crying, they're, they cry for everything. That's the only mm-hmm. way of communicating. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that start following our sleep program, for example, will just in the first few weeks notice a change in their baby's temperament because yes. they are just, less. yeah, they're crying less. They're just overall uh, happier because they aren't so tired or so mm-hmm. overtired or, you know, so I think and it, the other, it's just so hard to tell. Yeah. And, and that means that a lot of the time I think people can get quite confused and think, mm-hmm. Oh, my baby's hungry. Like, I just think, I just think tiredness and overtiredness and all of that doesn't get the credit it's due. They think their baby has trapped wind, or that their baby's mm. gassy, or that their baby's got a sore tummy, or their baby's hungry. Especially younger babies, um, you know. Whereas actually, your baby probably just needs to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, should we look at how the naps yeah. actually affect the yes, night sleep? Because so, this is, I mean, this is really the so backbone big. of of most of our advice to be perfectly honest is that if you get the days right the nights will follow do you want to explain how that formula works amanda yeah so i think in any human of any age we all need x amount of sleep in a 24-hour period Mm -hmm. so if we look at a baby or um, well, actually, an look adult, at look at an adult, anyone. You know, the 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 advice for us is how many eight hours sleep a night, isn't it? Yeah, that's is right. We need. God, I need at least nine. Um, <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I need fifteen sometimes. <laughs> but. So, so for a baby, we're if we're aiming to have twelve of those hours of sleep overnight, say for a seven till seven seven at night till seven in the morning, then we need to break up the rest of the sleep throughout the day. However, there's a bit of a, a, a trick here because the timing of those naps is super important mm. because we have to break up the sleep, but we also can't have a period of awake time too long or too short because that will then mean that your baby will end up having too much sleep or potentially not enough sleep and mm. and they can very quickly get into being overtired if there's a too long a gap in between the naps so um it's just it, it's it is a, a very bit of a tricky formula <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very mathematical formula mm. for every age and it changes so quickly especially in those first few months too mm. um you know what worked at three weeks old doesn't work at six weeks old mm. um and i think Again, we don't really and un- we don't really put the importance appreciate. of how that mm. yeah appreciate how that changes so quickly. So, um, if we look at, I mean, the, sorry. So just to just yep. to sort of clarify. So so what we're really saying is, if your baby sleeps for in an, in a really simple example, if your baby doesn't have enough sleep during the day, so if they have their naps are too short, they they have too much awake time, then 
those yeah. bad naps are going to affect the night's sleep because they're going yeah. to be overtired. Um, equally, and they're going to go into okay. that nighttime. They're going to go into the nighttime overtired, which is mm-hmm. then going to contribute to more night waking yes. or or really or split nights even because mm. where your baby wakes up they then just are so overtired they can't get back to sleep so inevitably you end up with just a baby that's awake for a large chunk of night uh, the night and which early nobody and waking. early morning napping uh, early morning <laughs> napping early morning waking um so everybody well I know that I could tell if I, if my children had had a bad day of naps just because we were out and about or we were doing something, um, then the um, the nights going to be bad. Then too. the nights were mm. awful. They were always awful. And and but then it, we have to we have to acknowledge that the reverse is true. And this is something. Yeah, we see it a lot in younger babies um, or babies who are, say, 12 weeks old and, and their parents are still aiming for very newborn nap routines with them and they're sleeping too much during the day. And as Amanda explained, in a nutshell, that daytime sleep has to be deducted from the nighttime sleep. Yeah. So if they've they've overslept during the day, they're going to need and want awake periods right. during the night. Overnight, and yeah. So they're going to be much just, more wakeful. Yeah, and a lot of people don't really link those two things together. They think, oh, my baby's napping so well, like that's awesome, but they've got bad nights. And, and you know, other advice we see out there is saying you need to teach your baby to self-settle or you need to wean night feeds and all this kind of stuff. And we sort of look at that situation and straight away say, well, how long are the naps in the day? Maybe your baby's just oversleeping. And, I mean, what, I think, a, simple, what a simple solution. I know. It is. Because at the end of the day, they're sleeping, other than they're feeding, their sleeping is the only other thing that you can actually control and you yes. can monitor. You can't control if your baby has colic or wind or, you mm. know, or if they're or get sick. sick. You, yeah. You can't control, in, or in to some extent, if they're self-settling, you know, so you mm. can't necessarily control those things but you can control their sleep and you can know if they have slept enough Mm. or if they haven't slept enough and that is a big indicator of what is going on with your baby's day sleep or their night sleep um yeah and I mean and it's such a catch-22 isn't it it's like they have too much sleep in the day they don't sleep at night they don't have enough sleep in the day they don't sleep at night but we can't stress enough just how big this is this is the, like the key and most common thing we see all the time um, that is someone, sort of going wrong, if you like, with, with baby's sleep. Someone tagged us on Instagram yesterday in a long story that she had done with um, her second child, actually. She followed our program with her first baby, went super well, thought she was following it with her second. However, she couldn't figure out why she the baby was all of a sudden not wanting to go into her bed even though she was drowsy didn't want to go into sleep uh, into her bed she was waking all night and she worked out she downloaded our app checked the schedule and she was letting her second baby sleep an hour and a half longer per 24 hour period during the day and as soon as she cut out that hour throughout the naps the hour and a half throughout the naps through the day 
immediately the baby started sleeping through the night and mm. immediately she was tired enough to be able to go to bed nicely again. And until the nighttime is properly consolidated, and that won't happen really until at, at the earliest six months old, um, and that's if you've got a perfectly sleeping baby. Mm. Until that nighttime is consolidated, there are definitely going to be wakeful periods all dependent on the daytime naps mm-hmm. if it's too much, too little. You know, so as an example, I was really um, I was looking through some TikTok comments actually just um, over the last few days and we get a lot of comments on our TikTok things around because actually I'd done a, a video about when should you drop night feeds. Mm. And so we got a lot of comments from people saying Oh, my baby is however old and they're still having this many feeds in the night and and quite a few people asking for some advice and there were comments around like my baby is eight months old and they're still waking for three like three to four times a night do you think they're hungry no yeah and straight away definitely not yeah not that many times we can and you know there's even other people commenting going they are probably still hungry or they need to learn to self-settle and sort of we comment straight away and say well actually first tell us what's happening with the naps because at yeah. that age it's pretty common that they're ha- that they're having too many naps or for too long during the day and or that's not enough massively sabotaging. or they well, at eight months they could still be having the three naps you know yeah, or sabotaging their night sleep or they've dropped their third nap and they're having a really long nap in the morning and then hardly anything yeah, in the afternoon right. so that they get overtired before bed. So, so the first so question many we things would, yeah, can be The first question changed. we ask literally every time when someone is asking us for advice is tell us how you, what your little one's naps are. We need to know What's the time during of those naps and the lengths. And then honestly, 90% of the time we'll need to make pretty significant changes to the naps and that makes pretty significant changes to the night and that's where we would always start every single yeah. time so Amanda do you want to talk about like the sort of ideal like I mean yeah. how, how the timing and lengths can really yeah. affect things so we've sort of already talked a bit a little bit about this but in an ideal day when your baby is having three naps a day, there would be a short nap in the morning, a longer nap in the middle of the day, and then mm-hmm. a short nap in the afternoon. Now, throughout our programs from zero right through to three years old, we aim to have that long nap in the middle of the day for a couple of reasons. Now, that first reason is it it coincides with a natural dip in energy levels, mm-hmm. At all ages, because of having your long night's sleep in the at night, then you have in the middle of the day. Even adults, we have that natural mm. dip in energy. That's why so, they have. That's why they have siestas in Mexico. Yeah, that's right. So then, another reason is if you have multiple children or um, at home, if especially if you've got multiple toddlers or toddlers and a baby, um, then they are will then they will be napping all at the same time. Or if you've got a baby and an older toddler who stopped napping, then at least you can have some one-on-one time, some quiet time mm. with that toddler while your like baby's napping. a good napping. couple hours, yeah. Or if you've got older children or whatever, um, if you're doing school drop-offs and things, then your baby is napping at home in their bed while you've got time to do 
things that you need to work or whatever. Um, and that those short naps on either side of the long nap, whether they are a young baby or an older baby where they've only got one short nap in the morning, that works well to get out and about. You can mm-hmm. do that those naps on the go or mm-hmm. The short nap in the afternoon, Nikki would do while she was prepping dinner, you know, yeah, in a carrier or whatever. Yeah, I used to have Charlie in the front pack for that yeah. late afternoon nap while I was, you know, cooking dinner and doing dinner for the older kids. And actually, yeah. when, when Charlie was, when my youngest, my third, was little, like little, little, and my, by then my eldest was starting school, and I used to do drop. The, the older one at school and then go and do my grocery shopping or whatever I needed to do and have the baby in the front pack or the push chair and do her short morning nap while I was out and about sort of getting all my chores done and yeah, yeah. and then that also leaves that middle of the day nap to have a really good sleep if something happens mm-hmm. they're at home they're in their bed it's nice and dark and they can catch up if they need. And that's so also the, that, that long lunchtime sleep is the sleep that is retained in our throughout. schedules from newborn till when your toddler drops their naps altogether somewhere around three years old. So yeah. locking in that really long, nice lunchtime sleep is so strong and it becomes such a strong part of your little one's circadian rhythm. Um, and it's the least disruptive nap structure Mm -hmm. to have when you're going through all the different nap transitions that you're going to encounter so I mean that's that's why we structure our naps this day up this but this way (laughs) but the other reason that we have that longer nap in the middle of the day is for when your baby is before they change to just one nap a day um they the short nap in the morning has a real effect on the morning wake up time so Mm. if they are having a long nap in the morning instead of a short nap it can mean that they start naturally waking earlier and earlier in the morning because they actually don't need to um, be awake they for can, very long they can they finish can catch their up. nighttime sleep yeah in that long yeah. morning nap and let's yeah. be honest your baby waking up at 5 a.m is just a different kind of hell altogether yeah no one's unless your baby is going to bed at 5 p.m. Yeah. It's not, it's this not morning, a good place to be This morning my puppy woke up at 5.04 a.m. Oh, gosh. Like awake, awake, and was wanting it's to It's the middle up. of the night. I know. I was so <laughs> unimpressed. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, so the same thing that can happen with that morning nap, we can have problems with the nighttime, uh, sorry, not the nighttime, the afternoon nap wreaking havoc. The late afternoon nap, yeah. The late after, if you're on three naps, that late afternoon nap um, can affect the nighttime sleep mm. and settling by if it's too long or if it's too late in the day. It can really stuff up uh, your going, your baby going to bed. And I know some people hold on to that nap for much longer than required Mm. um, because they're like, oh, but my baby can stay up now till nine o'clock or whatever and and hang out with us, which is all very good and well if if it works, but you're actually robbing your baby probably of an hour sleep just for like a half hour nap type thing. You know, like Mm. you're, you're potentially pushing them too far into that nighttime when overall... If they didn't have the nap, they'd sleep more. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's a it's as we said, it's a tricky formula, and yeah. we've managed to work it all out for you and make it yes. really simple. So that's where our our app is. I mean, if you're if you're wondering dissolved. what sort of what sort of naps you should should really be looking at for your little one just quickly dependent on their age so we would generally say th- hold on to three naps until about six months old so like Amanda yeah. said that's a short morning nap a long lunchtime sleep and a short late afternoon nap then be, but at well, least somewhere six be, months between, really yeah, between six between and eight six and eight months you'll drop that late afternoon sleep we do have an entire podcast on nap transitions where we explain all of these transitions and how to do each one um so if you're interested go and find that because it can be a tricky time then somewhere around 15 months your little one then drops to drops from two naps down to down to one it can be anywhere between 12, 13 months to 15 months. If yeah, you're, somewhere around there. Yeah, dependent on if your baby, dependent on the wake-up time. Yeah. but So that's at that point they're dropping that short morning sleep and they're left with that long lunchtime sleep still in place. And then somewhere around three years old, um, your little one is going to drop that remaining lunch sleep altogether. Yeah. Um, and, you know, listen to our, like I said, listen to our, our nap transitions podcast to know when your little one is ready and also to know what to do to kind of navigate through those those nap transitions so Amanda do you want to talk about because if once you've once your toddler's down to just that one nap that Mm. one nap has the real potential to um, ruin our toddler's night bedtime and night sleep and I think this also is something a lot of people don't realize they're sort of saying their toddler's being naughty at night their toddler's having mm-hmm. these massive bedtime battles. And again, nine times out of ten, we can straight that's, away quite easily identify it's to do with their nap. Yeah, that's right. So their nap, whether it's too late in the afternoon, too long, or mm. too early in the morning, um, it can wreak havoc on those nights. Um, so really, we're sort of thinking... Well, after two years old, your that nap needs to start being becoming smaller and smaller and smaller mm. until eventually it is either gone or every second day or you know mm. only there when needed. Um, so after two years old, you would if there's anything going on with the nighttime, then early morning or they're settling bedtime. at nighttime, their mm. bedtime, then have a good look at what's happening in that nap because like especially boys we've found and also there's just other other children my first um did it where she just loved sleeping during Mm. the day and if she went to sleep then she would sleep for two and a half three hours no matter how old she was she wasn't the kind of kid who would wake up and calibrate her day because she was just such a deep sleeper so I would see that as soon as she started mucking around at bedtime or mm. she was awake for 20 minutes. Luckily, she used to just stay in bed. Um, but she'd be awake for 20 minutes, half an hour, just mucking around in mm. her bed. I needed to look at the nap and what mm. was happening with the nap. And nine times out of ten, like I said, uh, like Nikki said, we needed to trim that back. So, yeah, and, it's, and it's interesting because, like Amanda was saying, about robbing them of their nighttime sleep. Mm. My son was exactly the same. By the time he was about three and he was at um, daycare, if, if he had, you know, a 20-minute or a 10-minute, yeah. I'm not even kidding, 
if he had a 10 minute sleep on the way home from daycare or something like that he would, he would be awake nine until o'clock. 9 o'clock yeah. whereas his normal bedtime probably at that age because he would have been transitioning out of napping he would have been in bed by about 6.45 you know and yeah. asleep Whereas yeah. a tiny little nap really ended up robbing him of like two hours of nighttime sleep. Easily. So I remember one it's time... It's really incredible how it happens. I remember one time uh, Millie, she did a similar thing or she fell asleep and I was like, oh, maybe she's a little bit sick or something, you know, I'll let her have a sleep. I think it was uh, only like era. a half hour sleep. Yeah. yeah, And she was up, like Luke and I were going to bed at 10 yeah. o'clock <laughs> And she was still awake. I'm like, this yeah. three and a half year old, what is she doing? You know, like, I this know. is not okay. And you always kind of think, I've done it where, where occasionally that's happened, especially with my third, and you've gone, oh, you know, I could use oh, a half hour nice. break. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could use 45 minutes of just, oh, she'll be fine. And then you massively pay for it. At you the other regret end of it. The day. Yeah. Yeah, so and that, more that, than that, like you're paying for it for hours. For days. <laughs> yeah, and then the next day they're super grumpy because they went to bed late Disaster. and it's just this horrific flow-on effect. So yeah. you can, I hope you're starting to see how important mm-hmm. naps are, not just for your little one's um, development like we talked about, but also how significantly the naps can sabotage the nighttime sleep. So yeah. what's something, let's actually talk about how... Um, Something you can do to help your little one have have really good naps is make sure that they're napping in a nice sleep-inducing environment. So yeah. um, as we would recommend with night sleep, but sometimes naps are a bit harder to achieve, so we have to kind of pull out all the tricks to get our little ones to nap well. Um, and, and the older they get, the more they're going to have FOMO, the more they're going to start mm-hmm. resisting to nap if there's something else they think they want to be doing. So the first thing we would say is to create a really dark, nice, calming, comforting sleep environment for your little one. And of any age, we would recommend having no toys or musical mobiles or anything stimulating because why would they want to nap if they could be (laughs) looking around and playing with something and listening to something? Yeah, I mean, that's it. We do want them listening to something, don't we, Amanda? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, white noise is the quickest yeah. and easiest and just most magical thing that you can add into any baby or toddler or even sometimes adult's room yes. uh, to help them sleep. So um, white noise is fantastic, whether it, I would recommend for a younger baby or a baby who is learning how to self-settle to have a, um, a shh sound going because that just immediately enacts the calming reflex to be able to help them calm and sleep uh, whereas a plain white noise oh, and, or pink and, noise and lucky for everybody we have this oh, wonderful yes. shh sound um on our white it goes noise over, albums, and over, is, and over and over yes, and over and over which is available and over and over. on on all streaming platforms so turn that up loud <laughs> yeah and then the, otherwise just having a, for a child who's sleeping really well just plain white noise or pink noise, or I prefer actually myself brown noise. Me too. Um, to help them sleep, and it gives them something to tune into and listen mm-hmm. to, and and forget mm-hmm. about their toys and their things <laughs> to play with. Um, and know. that you promised you'd go to the playground after their sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so making sure that their their room is 
conducive to sleep and if you're doing naps out and about you can do similar things you know mm. you can have the dark cover over there pushed here you can um or have portable white noise or play it you off can your have, phone or yeah play it off your mm. phone but then as nikki said these naps are going to become harder and harder to um manage if they are in a transition and these are where you know sometimes we have to just use the car to yes. take your baby or toddler on a drive to half an hour down the road to get them to have that sleep because you need them to have that sleep mm, sometimes right. um, although so if yeah. you're having a sleep at home a very very dark room yes some white noise and also we would recommend having a little especially the older your baby gets having a little wind down routine before yep. naps as well so it can be a mini version of a bedtime routine maybe it's a song or even a book into their swaddle or sleeping bag um and then a, a sleepy phrase that you say you know it's sleep time now darling the same steps just repeated nice short routine it just helps signal to your little one that sleep is coming i think if you, if you even think about what you do yourself uh, before, before you bed, go to bed yeah. that you know uh, you go to the toilet you brush your teeth you put on your pajamas you you do the same mm. thing whether you think you do or not but yeah in the same order in the same order you do the mm-hmm. same thing you get into bed mm-hmm. you put your pillow your blankets on you put your pillow a certain way it's exactly the same for um babies and that just helps mm-hmm. them learn that sleep is approaching and sleep is next mm-hmm. so shall we wrap this up because this has been a pretty big, pretty big <laughs> yeah a lot topic of information already. Yeah, so we've talked and just about so the, important. Yeah, so important. We've talked about the the physical and neurological um, benefits to your little one of having good sleep, and that doesn't just mean naps; that means nighttime sleep. But then that leads into the really important topic of to get good nighttime sleep. Yeah. You have to get the naps right because the naps are just such an underrated sabotager of nighttime sleep. And it's just so much easier to get your naps right during the day yeah. than trying to sort out nighttime sleep at night. I, I just don't yeah, understand why so yeah. so many sleep training things or so many um, ad, so much advice out there is to just focus on the nights. I don't want to deal with anything at three o'clock in the morning. No, no, so, no. <laughs> and also, like, I, why why you why would you want to go down the road of some kind of sleep training or whatever routine I mean sometimes that is inevitable but why would you go down that road if you potentially didn't have to if you could fix a couple things in the daytime and then everything else is going to fall into place almost automatically like fix the things that you can control to me yeah yeah that's right fix the things you can and then see where you are yeah and then see and then go oh okay actually yes that's fine but we do actually need to work a little bit on self-settling yeah, so. and and there are just so many benefits to sleeping well. Like we mm. talked about, you know, the growth and development, but also the immune system support, mm-hmm. hormone regulation, all of those things just have massive advantages if your baby, toddler, adults are mm. sleeping well. You know, yeah, so that's it, right. it, it's and that's just such a, such a key, such a key part of that. Such a key part of that. Well, I hope that's given so, you um, something to take away. Um, I, we would definitely, obviously, encourage everybody to focus on and and actually prioritize naps. Yep. Like we said, it's you really it is a priority. It's really really important. But if you need to get out and about, you don't let it sort of 
ruin your monopolize, day. <laughs> yeah, monopolize your day. There are tips and tricks and ways of, you know, manipulating the naps and making it work for yourself um, and and your baby and toddler. So, yeah, we go through all of that in our sleep program as well. Yeah. So thank you um, so much for joining us today. That was a lot of information to take in. Hopefully you found it useful. Don't forget to find us and follow us on all our other social media channels and come and see us if you need more help with your little one's sleep, www.littleones.co. We would love to see you there. And as Amanda's been saying, we've taken, we've done all the hard work for you. We've got all of the nap routines and schedules and structures and troubleshooting mapped out right from birth to three years old. So if you need a hand with anything, it is all inside our app and our sleep programs there. Again, thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. This is Little Ones, the Sleep Manual Podcast.